This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. The Midsummer Show podcast. Heard live on Joy 94.9 and presented by Midsummer Festival 2012. Celebrating queer culture. Ginny here on the Midsummer Show with special guest host Adam Lowe. Hello, Adam. Hi. Are you sad it's the last week of Midsummer? I'm very sad. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sadder that you've only done the parties. <laughs> I've well, been talking to you off air and discovered <laughs> that you've only been to the parties and you've done no arts. Well, this is the thing. Parties take a lot of my time planning them, going to them, sleeping after them, you know. Well, I expect to see a review from you. Absolutely. On the Midsummer blog um, about how the parties have gone. Somebody needs to tell us. Absolutely. I will blog. I love blogging. <laughs> it is the last week in Midsummer, but there are still plenty of licks left on the grid and we've got three of them On the coming. icy pole. On the, icy, on pole. the icy pole. We love the lips of the icy pole. We've got three shades Beck coming in as well. Leggings and not pants, which I'm very dismayed about because I have been using leggings as pants, Adam. But Sarah Pleasant will tell us that's not the case. Um, I've, yes, um, I've been using leggings as pants as well. I have have you? Yes. But you can get away with it. I can't. <laughs> And Paul Malik, uh, is it Malik? Is that Paul Malik, yes, Malik. from Unanswered or Collaboration the Project and their their work Unanswered, which is featuring at TheatreWorks at the moment. Yeah, it's going to be a very exciting show for you coming up on Midsummer today, go all the way through to one. It's SMS through on zero four two seven joy nine four nine, or you can email on air at joy.org.au. Say hello, or you can check out the Midsummer app, download it for free. It's Midsummer twelve on your iPhone or smartphone. This is a Joy 94.9 podcast for the Midsummer Show. Proudly presented by Midsummer Festival 2012. Midsummer.org.au Joy 94.9, you're on the Midsummer Show with Ginny and Adam. We're going to take you through to one with an hour packed of Midsummer loving. Licking up we've the last got, licks of yeah, the Icy Yeah, we've got pole. tons of last licks of the Icy Pole today. Um, three or four things to talk about. The first of which is the lovely Miranda Hill from Three Shades Black. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you guys today? Very well. Um, you're presenting uh, Homophonic on the 2nd of February at the Old Council Chambers at Trades Hall. Yes, Homophonic. New classical music by queer composers. I think bringing Many? the disco ball to the concert hall. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, <laughs> Great <Yep>. catch line. <laughs> um, uh, I, I've been talking to you off air and um, talking about your work at the MSO and the other... Uh, Adelaide and other classical orchestras yep. around the, the place. You play the double bass. Yes, that always the the biggest of the string instruments. Yes, mm-hmm. biggest possible. Doesn't fit in most cars. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What's it like being queer in the classical music world? It's it's fine. I don't think it's ever been an issue. It's it's quite a. I mean, it's artists. We're we're all artists. We're all a little bit left of centre. So I think people's eccentricities, if you could call being queer that, would are very easily accepted. But what this show is about is the fact that composers are often a little bit whitewashed in that sense. It's very much about dead white men is kind of what we play. We play Bach and Beethoven, but it's not mentioned in a concert that Tchaikovsky and was very gay, as was Palenque, as was Sondheim and Bernstein and... Any a multi a, a huge number of people that you could care to name. Yes, I mean the, the thing that interests me about homophonic that has interested me about a number of other productions throughout the festival is this idea of demonstrating the value of the queer community yes. and our contribution to mainstream society, which I think is underplayed and has been underplayed, and is and at times is overwhelmed by our equal rights and our rights campaigning. Um, we, our contribution is sort of left second there, yes. and this is a great opportunity to look at um, 
yeah. some of the composers so that you've named and uh, uh, that bring a lot of mainstream entertainment to, to the yes. world. Um, we talked off air about West Side Story, the greatest um, heterosexual love mm-hmm. story ever written, choreographed and directed and presented by... Four gay men. Four gay men. Yep. Um, As we said, five if you include Shakespeare. Yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah. True, yes. Um, and, you know, there are those who didn't... You know, the gender identity of Shakespeare is still in question too, isn't yes. it, really? Um, the... Um, the other thing that I like about this is that it's celebrating living composers, living composers that are queer, exactly. that live here in Melbourne. Yes, three of our three of our composers are in fact Melbourne-based queer composers who are living and working now in Melbourne, which is so important. People, it's classical music is an evolving art form; it's ever growing, and it's so great to be able to bring this new music to a new audience and to a wider audience who may not normally get a chance to hear it. These concerts are often prohibitively expensive and a little bit hard to hear about. Yeah. And, so and well, we were talking um, in preparing for today about the, the diversity of A Midsummer and therefore the diversity of um, the, the work that um, you're presenting at Homophonic yes. because you might normally pull together a concert through some sort of musical narrative or musical s- style mm. by ch- by choosing to focus on queer living composers you've been able to compile a program of very diverse work representing a diverse community yes it's an extremely varied extremely varied program we have multimedia presentations we have a piece that's all speaking and percussion we have pieces that from a string quartet we'll hear a little bit of later which sounds like music classical music that you would expect to hear but it's an extremely varied program played by really the top top range of freelance and professional musicians in working in melbourne today fantastic um well i'm I'm definitely looking forward to um listening to that track um very shortly um how long have you taken to... I think Three Shades Black has... Um, this is the second... Yes. Uh, ...season of sort of presentation. Of the first was back in October? I was back in October at the Fringe Festival. We put on a show okay. called Moving Scores. Yep. Which was a very experimental concept uh, involving film and music. And what might be next? Uh, next is a show called Not Your Mama's Chamber Music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we're current, currently working on raising the funds for, but that will also be involving new composers. Just a question, Miranda. What does actually classify as your mama's change, um, chamber music? Your mama's chamber music? Oh, you know, a Haydn string quartet. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Joy 94.9 podcast for the Midsummer Show. Proudly presented by Midsummer Festival 2012 midsummer.org.au An exit there from Three Shades Black. You can catch that at Midsummer, Adam. Yeah, Three Shades Black. Um, excuse me. Presenting um, new classical music by queer composers the 2nd of February at 7.30pm at the Old Council Chambers and Trades Hall. Um, Miranda, thank you very much for being here and I hope it's a huge success and I'm um, really pleased that we continue to have um, some classical music in the festival program as well. Yes, we, we're the only ones this year. Thank you very much for having us. Awesome. No worries. For all the festival information, you can check out midsummer.org.au. <laughs> <laughs> this is Joy 94.9, only on this station, Australia's first and only gay and lesbian radio station. Would you hear a jingle like that? This is yes. Ginny and Adam on the Midsummer Show, taking you through to one, giving you a taste of what's coming up for Midsummer, even though it's the last week. You can check out the full festival guide at midsummer.org.au. It's a packed week, um, absolutely chock-a-block, and um, something that uh, has been causing a lot of stir around the traps is a piece called Leggings Are Not Pants. I must say so too, Adam, because if you notice today, I wore shorts. 
I did notice. I'm a big fan of leggings. Big fan of well, tights. But uh, I thought, I you know. I used to be. I used to <laughs> be. In your performance art days. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, Leggings Are Not Pants is uh, produced by the Women's Circus. And it's playing six shows only this week from Wednesday to Sunday. It's the last week of the festival. And this is probably... Uh, has the potential to be the biggest hit of, the, of this week. And with us from the Women's Circus is the director of Leggings and Not Pants, Sarah Pheasant. How are you going? Oh, I'm well, thank you. Thanks for coming in. Um, I'm very interested in the origins of this story because I think most the, the, the stir about this is nobody's quite sure what they're what they're in for when they come to 45 downstairs wearing their leggings as pants. I've got, I was going to say it to you. Is there going to be some sort of on-spot on critique? You know, some sort of uh, uh, well, fashion... Uh, Sarah, will they be critiqued at the door? <laughs> well, I don't want to reveal too much, so to speak. <laughs> I'm fascinated by the, the history of this piece and how it's come about. Um, there is a serious side to it as much as it's a good fun title and it's a good fun idea. Um, it's a, you, you want to destroy the myths around um, being a gay woman. Can you talk to us a bit about... Yes, well, that's right. So it was, uh, it was inspired by an article in the paper last year which discussed an increase in women leaving their husbands later in life as a realistic lifestyle choice. And uh, I was fascinated by it because the stories were really interesting and they were about women who were... Uh, finding that they had much greater companionship and were enjoying raising children with their their new partner. And it was very much a story um, of, look at this this new phenomenon, straight women are, are turning gay. They're turning gay later in life and, you know, isn't it great? And I, and I thought, oh, this is, this is really interesting. And then I thought about it for a while and I thought, it is interesting, but it says nothing about desire, you know, because... Really, I think one of the myths that uh, is out there is that that gay men like sex and gay women like holding hands and well, moving in together. After so, the second date, just so <laughs> Well, ladies, come on, clarify. <laughs> we will. Give us two dates, we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so I, wanted to, I wanted to make a show about life rules. Things like, are leggings really pants? Which, of course, yeah, is the main... Uh, thing With that music will be, by the has polarised. That's right. an appropriate time to mention that. <laughs> and you were an upcoming band in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, other things like, is soy milk making women gay? Uh, has the increase in doing pole? Has that increased female testosterone? I mean, these are interesting questions. So is there really a, a phenomenon out there that, su- that straight women are turning gay? Is queer the new black? So and these, do gay women have sex? Do gay women have sex? So what, what I was interested in is exploding some myths about gay women to say, well, same-sex attraction is about sex attraction. Exactly. <laughs> that is what it's about. It, it is, is a, a sexual thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so how are you doing that? I know you teach pole and pole dancing has become a bit of a phenomenon, mainstream phenomenon. How, how are you bringing circus and sex together? Ah, well... Lycra does a lot to bring those two together. <laughs> Lycra, leggings, pole, share houses, politics, jeggings. Jeggings, that's right. I don't know what jeggings are. Jeggings, um, Sarah jeggings and I are having this. Sp- yeah. Yeah. Swing both ways. Exactly. Oh, right. Okay. Right, see. <laughs> Which, you know, take a gay stripe being... off for that? That's right. Um, so, the, so, yeah, how are you? It's, it's circus-based. Mm, it's, it's circus-based. pole, there's... What, what I, I can we see? Do, what will we see? Yeah, I was really interested in doing a circus show with a focus on one apparatus and exploring 
all the different ways that you can use that uh, because most circus shows would have a range of different skills and so I've found this as a, to be fascinating to look at pole, the ubiquitous pole. How many different ways can we do pole? And um, you know, I, I'm interested in it because it is something that um, my, mind's, now my mind's eye is already wandering. <laughs> yeah, I just heard pole and you, you lost me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Pole and Michael, you've gone. <laughs> and because because pole is fascinating because it is a, it's a really hard apparatus to use. Yeah, you know, it takes enormous strength and skill. It's risky. It's gutsy. And yet it's got a whole lycra high heel image to it that uh, belies its difficulty. So I wanted to do something that was gritty and sexy in a quirky way. How How many women will we see on this poll? There's 12 physical performers and there's four members of the Camel Toes, our rock and live musicians. Uh, So it's it's Are they inspired by a particular musical genre or...? The camel toes. (laughs) Wow, you'll wait and see. (laughs) But certainly the performers are pole addicts, I would say. And uh, yes, uh, we're we're having fun with it. Great. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. I'm uh, saying to you, my diary this week is mad, so I don't know exactly when I'm going to get there, but um, it's playing Wednesday to Sunday. 45 downstairs. We were saying to Offair that I haven't checked out any plays yet. This may well be the first one. Yeah, well, I think you have to. I yeah. think it's going to be, even if I have to drag you there myself, <laughs> this, is, this has to be the piece of art that you go to see at this festival instead of um, Events. going to the parties. <laughs> so at least you'll be able to look at a poll. <laughs> All choices are, are accepted, whether you choose to come in leggings, uh, leggings with hot pants. Or no pants surprise at all. me. <laughs> 45 downstairs in Flinders Lane, um, Sarah Pheasant uh, and the Women's Circus. Uh, it's fantastic to have you in Midsummer Festival. It's fantastic that we can work together, and I hope that we do in the future. And I'm very much looking forward to leggings and not pants. Great. We'll see you there. <laughs> the Midsummer Show, live on Joy 94.9 and via podcast for summer 2011-2012. See midsummer.org.au for more details. You're on the Midsummer Show with Ginny and Adam taking you through to one. And before we had leggings are not pants. Oh, my lycra story. Yes. Let's tell us about your lycra story, Adam. I still own a pair of tiny little black lycra hot pants Uh with a furry little front that um, I wore to Mardi Gras one year. Okay. Um, A furry little front. Yes. The fun I could have when editing this show, the fun I will have with that. And I don't know what you call it, sort of see-through black lycra. Oh. Unitard. All right. Uh, Were you dancing in the the parade or something? No, I was just going to the party. (laughs) I was wearing my Doc Martens. I think it was like 1994. (laughs) So lycra. And... and, um, a very dear friend and a f- wonderful midsummer sponsor at Douglas Site Services, Stephen Hunter, um, dropped uh, me a text message that says "Lycra never lies." Well, there's, a, there's going to be a test. I'm going to put this gear back on. <laughs> I don't I'd know, like 12 to see years, that. Years later, I'll bring see camera along. How it's going? And Doc Martens, it might be a few lesbians fighting you off for them. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> now, midsummer is wrapping up this week, and it's got a huge party coming up on Sunday, Pride March. Is Pride coming. March, Sunday, February five. Um, uh, I think it starts at 2 o'clock and we're, I bet we'll find out from the fabulous Mr. Brett Hayhoe, President of Pride March Victoria. Are you there, Brett? 
I am, and I thought you still had a furry little front, quite frankly. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> what I are you wearing I, right I've now? I've seen it on XTube. Ah. <laughs> what are you wearing right now? What am I wearing right now? Yes. What my mother gave me when I was born. <laughs> uh, lovely. Are you standing in Katani Gardens or on Fitzroy Street somewhere? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, you're calling me in Katani Gardens. I'm about to be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> what? Tell us what we can expect uh, on Sunday, Brett. It's uh, a fantastic experience. I think this year we've got uh, one of the largest number of entries in Pride March ever. There has only been one other Pride March bigger than the year 2012, and that's the year that we had the Art Games. Um, and if you take the 30 groups that were part of the Art Games out of it, it would have been 100 this year, we have 118 registered groups, and that includes one of the groups with, in fact, seven councils. Fantastic. So this it's, in fact, 125. You know, it, it's, yep. it's, it's much more than the, uh, the number would reflect. And um, the uh, uh, Tony Briffer from Hobson's Bay is going to be marching in his ro mayoral robes. Yes, look, I, I'm very, very impressed with the fact that the councils have wanted to be part of Pride March, and the reason they've wanted to be part of Pride March is, is a very good reason, and that is to show their residents in their particular uh, jurisdictions that they do care for all of their community, and that includes the LGBT people who live in their places. So it's, it's really, really lovely. I, I know Tony's going to march, I believe, in his mayoral robes, which is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, do, we, and, uh, day. do we have the police commissioner again this year? We do. The Victorian police commissioner Ken Lay is uh, is is marching and speaking. Fantastic. Uh, the the uh, I'm slowly getting through the official speeches. We just got uh, word this morning that the shadow attorney general Paul Pakula uh, will be speaking on behalf of the opposition. And I'm waiting to find out from the government who's going to be representing them and, of course, the police commissioner and the beautiful mayor of the city of Port Phillip, Rachel Pounding. Yeah. And um, uh, those people who are, who are marching need to assemble at 2 o'clock, is that right? Uh, no, assembly is from midday. Uh, uh -huh. The march happens at 2 p.m. on the dot. We, we march out of that grounds. The mayor goes 10-9-8-7-6-5 and... Uh, and then we march down Fitzroy Street at 2 o'clock on the dot. And uh, official speeches and things take place in Katani Gardens around about what time? 3.30. 3.30. And then the entertainment continues on the main stage and the, uh, the well, the, we have both the gaydog.com.au main stage and the Skin of a karaoke stage. The entertainment starts at 4 on both stages. We've got drag from DNM. Uh, bar and nightclub. We've got Brechick and his dancers. We've got Fitness First. We've got Baby Lemonade and Basic Instinct. We've got Lady Mistress. So it's a big girl weekend. Uh, 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 pride oh, one for Ginny. One for me. I will be there with bells on. Come to the yet another party, a Pride party. <laughs> I love got Pride. The uh, Heaven's Door Extravaganza. That's a two-hour show of uh, not just drag, but a whole bunch of stuff, uh, including drag kings. And then we finish the entertainment on the main stage with uh, our good mate Don Steele from Vinyl Pusher Records. And, uh, and of course, on the uh, Skin of a Karaoke stage, Matt and Damien will be uh, hosting karaoke and a bit of a DJ set. 
from 4 right through to close at 10 as well. Great. Fantastic. That's Pride March. It kicks off this Sunday from 2pm. Don't forget to check it out. We me and Adam will see you there. It's midsummer.org.au. Brett, hey ho, thank you very much for your time. My absolute pleasure. And we will see you bo- we'll see you on Sunday. Yes, see you there. You will. Thanks, Brett. The Midsummer Show, live on Joy 94.9 and via podcast for summer 2011-2012. See midsummer.org.au for more details. Joy 94.9, you're on The Midsummer Show with Ginny and Adam taking you through to one. Stay tuned. We've got Paul Millet coming up from Unanswered. But what's your favourite show on Joy 94.9? Do you like your science fiction and horror? Sci-fi and Squeam is for you. Or perhaps you like to keep up to date on the LGBTI news with thanks to the Rainbow Report. If you miss your favourite Joy program, you may be able to download it via podcast. There's over 80 pages dedicated to your favourite Joy programs and highlights, so jump online to joy.org.au and click on the podcast link today. And have you planned your trip to 2012 Sydney Mardi Gras yet, Adam? Uh, Not yet, I haven't. Well, you can forget the hassle of booking flights with all those added extras like baggage and taxis to and from the airport. Get there in pure comfort and jump on board the Joy 94.9 Mardi Gras bus instead. See joy.org.au for more details on the convenient and fun way to get to Mardi Gras 2012. I could sing in my hairbrush at the front of the bus, just like Boy Scouts. You could, and you'd probably hear this. This is a Joy 94.9 podcast for the Midsummer Show. Proudly presented by Midsummer Festival 2012. Midsummer.org.au Join 84.9, the Midsummer Show with Ginny and Adam gearing you up for the last week of Midsummer and I feel like a bit of a dance, Adam. Well, you've, you've been doing all the commercial kind of dancey things that you could possibly do at all your dance parties. Exactly. I, on the other hand, was artistic <laughs> during the week um, and I went to Theatre Works um, uh, as part of the Men at Work program down there. Daniel Clark and the team have pulled together an a, a wide-ranging program that includes Unanswered, which is a contemporary dance work by Collaboration the Project with the choreography and concept by our guest, Paul Malik. Paul, good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Adam Might and Jenny. Well How are you doing? <laughs> Very Thank well. you for having me. Thanks for coming in. Oh, um, pleasure. I, I say every year that um, having contemporary dance in the Midsummer program is important to me, um, and that's, I guess, because my brother was a contemporary dancer. Um, and in this country, he found it so hard to um, maintain a career. He has two children and all sorts of things now, but to maintain a career in contemporary dance was really challenging, and he didn't want to leave Australia. Um, so he, in the end, moved away from contemporary dance and found a real career, if you can call it that, and um, what, what one might call a real career. But um, it's great to see Collaboration the Project and the work that you're doing is maintaining contemporary dance and trying to make the environment for dancers um, much stronger um, the, the, you have Project Y, your youth project um, as part of Collaboration's work um, Unanswered which is featuring this week um, at Theatre Works um, exploring the inequalities of the world mm-hmm. um, and providing an opportunity for, for contemporary dancers to continue their work so um, what can you tell us about creating uh, you know, I think you've, you, you told me off air that you'd spend about 10 months with the idea of Unanswered. Um, tell Definitely. Me about I actually really love that you um, pointed out how it is very hard to maintain a, um, a contemporary career in dance here in Australia, and that's really what collaboration kind of started, because I know so many of my friends and all my colleagues and peers definitely have gone overseas to find work, because there isn't anything here. There is, like, major companies, etc., but it's so limited to maintain consistent workflow. That's and I really think great. uptight, too. It's not. It, it's so limited in the number of companies, and then in the 
in, and then in the freedom that they give the work as a performance piece. Completely. Um, and what I'm what I love about what you're doing is you're breaking down those walls. Um, you're taking it into places that those companies aren't taking it. Mm. Um, and I think you said in the last three years you've staged eight major works. Yeah, it's been. It's um, eight and you're completely unfunded. Com- and yes. <laughs> in in one of the hardest sectors of the arts to to to, to go. So it's I can't stress enough how much people should get to midsummer.org.au and buy tickets to Unanswered this week. I know they're selling reasonably well. They are. They are and um, people should get in quickly. Um, but that, And that's great news. But um, yeah, so t- uh, getting back to the, to the work, 10 months of an, uh, an idea that was first um, workshopped in, in, as an eight-minute piece as part of the Short and Sweet dance last year. Yep, in May. Um, and has evolved into a piece that includes... Um, some same-sex performance. Yes, um, indeed. And touches on the um, the ideas of inequality. What can you tell me about how the idea struck you? And um, Well, actually, I was reading the paper um, last year, as I do every morning, and I came across a little article about a swan being stoned by a group of teenagers. <gasps> at, <laughs> exactly, Jenny, I know. It's not nice. It's not very no. nice at all. <laughs> yeah. And um, this actually became quite... Um, a, I followed story over the things because um, the eggs were, were saved, etc. But I just kind of was like, how the world perceives us, it's such great, such, so much greater than other creatures on the planet. And then that kind of started developing to how humans perceive other humans as, as lesser than them and how that kind of works in all facets of life and um, especially with the equality debate so coming to the forefront again, which is just brilliant. And I really think 2012 is such a year that we can focus on this. So I really thought Unanswered was a brilliant um, a brilliant kind of sector for me to fuel my opinion on this. And um, I really just believe that, I mean, I have two sisters who are, one, one is married with a child and I, I, I say this to my parents, I'm like, how could you even think that... Um, one sibling has one right to do something and another sibling has a different right to do something just because exactly. uh, someone says so. Yeah. And my parents are very much uh, big supporters of what I do and who I am. And um, it should not deter people, especially when it doesn't affect them. And that was what the piece was kind of themed because it's just there's no, there's no actual answer. It's not a grey area. It's just logic, yeah. which is kind of where unanswered came from. And this is the wonderful thing about Midsummer Festival. It gives us all an opportunity across these very many varied um, as I've said before there's so many stories to tell and so many ways to tell the stories contemporary dance is, is but one of them completely um, you've got some fantastic support behind the project that you're working working on through mm-hmm. um, corporates as well as um, you know the dance industry yeah um, the um, theatre works are, are backing you one hundred percent. Providing you great support, completely, and they always have been such great supporters of our work. Um, also, Jason Coleman's Ministry of Dance yep. um, is very a very big supporter of us, and um, really pushes us to spread dance like they yeah. do as well across Melbourne. And, and Australia. I think uh, you know, I saw the performance last week. Um, it's in it. It is high voltage stuff. It, it's like it's gone from an eight minute short, short and sweet dance piece in a year ago, and it's now an hour or more, mm. an hour and fifteen maybe of of really intense um, energy all night long. Danny Golding from season two of So You Think You Can yes, Dance. Yes, we're very lucky to work with him. He's um, astonishing to watch, absolutely mesmerising. Yep. And some of our audience uh, listeners will probably know Danny from Boylesque as well at, yes, uh, at the at GH. The he's, yes. he's a performer in the Boylesque group. Yes. Um, 
so you the the quality of the work is outstanding um you if you've been watching contemporary on so you think or some of those other um reality type dance programs so you, you that's the that's the level of contemporary dance that you can expect to see it unanswered um and uh, it's great that it's part of midsummer and that it's going to i hope we'll be able to continue um working with your team to produce something else in future festivals most definitely most definitely this is the midsummer show with adam and Ginny. more from paul manick unanswered coming up after these sponsorship announcements this is a joy 94.9 podcast for the midsummer show proudly presented by midsummer festival 2012 midsummer.org.au Joy 94.9, this is a Midsummer show with Ginny and Adam taking you through to one. We're about to wrap up the show and we're joined by the beautiful Paul Malek from Unanswered who's got a spectacular show coming up yeah, this week in Midsummer. I saw it last week. How many more performances have you got left this uh, we week? We have five more shows of the performance um, running Tuesday through to Saturday this week at Theatreworks in St Kilda. Um, and you can buy tickets at midsummer.org.au or theatreworks.org.au org.au. as well. Yes. Um, and... Um, it's a fantastic high-energy piece of contemporary dance, which I'm a great fan of. Uh, Paul, thanks very much for coming in and talking to us. Thank you, Adam, and thank you, Jenny. Thank you very much, Paul. Well, we've had a plethora of guests today, Adam. We've had uh, Miranda Hill from Three Shades Black, Sarah Peasant from Leggings and Not Pants, and, of course, Mel Malik from Unanswered. So it's been a very exciting Yeah, I felt moment. the pressure to get through it today. I know. So, lots of things happening, yeah. and it's the last it's week of summer. It's just like the festival, and it's still going, and we're running to keep up. Exactly. So it does wrap up on Sunday at Pride March with a big bang celebration at 2 p.m., which we will be yeah, at. Assemble at midday. The march starts at 2 it's so nice Thank to actually you, see for checking with us. everyone's so happy during that day and vibrant and, and all get go. So, yes, let's check that out at 2 p.m. So, Marshall at 12. And uh, Joy, of course, the outside broadcast. Exactly. I think Joy Joy had the outside broadcast, yes, going on. And the there Vanessa. As well. Uh, buses in the Katani Gardens. Exactly. So. so say holler to us. So thank you very much to all our guests. The Midsummer Show will continue next Sunday, which will go out with a big bang, I'm sure, after um, Pride March as well. So Paul Anthony will I'll be taking you with that, Adam, so he'll hold your hand. Yeah, I'll, I'll see everybody on Monday, the <laughs> 6th of February at 12 o'clock with a hangover from Pride March. <laughs> Absolutely. This is Ginny and Adam signing out of Midsummer. I will catch you on Saturday for Her Society from 6pm. See you later. Bye. Celebrating queer culture. The Midsummer Show on Joy 94.9. Presented by Midsummer Festival 2012. Midsummer.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.